0: I'm going to
1: You, you got what I need, but you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you, you, you got baby. what I need. All right, guys, listen to this. This is ex-wife number one, Tiffany Gossett McDonald Trunell. What do you prefer?
0: Wow, yeah, that, <laughs> that was a thing. lot. It's
1: a lot. What do you like to be called? Just
0: Tiffany's fine.
1: We'll just call her Tiffany, but she is my ex-wife. First one. And uh, she's also a mother of our daughter, Victoria Grace. She's 13 years old, and we co-parent her. She is married to Ryan Trinnell, and she also has... Oh, you can introduce your children.
0: We have, in our house, we have four kids. We have Victoria, who comes and goes, week on, week off, and then we have... Riley and Landon, who are with us full-time, and then my husband and I, we have a child together. Yeah. Abby.
1: And we... Uh,
0: We're a blended family.
1: Blend, blend. I like that word. And um, I, say, I said broken earlier, and I didn't like that term. Yeah. Broken. Um, so, we've, we operate pretty well together, and obviously you're, you're in my office doing a podcast with me, so...
0: I've been in your house before yeah. without you here.
1: Wow. You've been like,
0: just go in, get 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 her stuff.
1: Interesting. And I'm you still, remember that? I'm still missing a remote, too. So.
0: <laughs> I oh. did not take that, I assure you. Shit.
1: Um, anyway, so we did a podcast, I did a podcast a week ago, maybe a week ago, about friends. And I got a surplus of comments regarding the comment I made about, can men and women be friends when uh, either party is involved? And I got a bunch of comments on that. And one of those comments came from Tiffany. (laughs) Her comment was?
0: You didn't think we were friends?
1: Question mark. (laughs) And what did did I say?
0: Save it for the podcast.
1: Save it for podcast. And I asked her if she wanted to come on the podcast because after all those comments, I thought we had enough content or had enough content to do another episode. And I didn't realize what a jar I was actually opening. There's a lot to be said about guys and girls being friends. And when Tiffany commented, I thought, "Hell, who would be better?" To uh, I mean, what other better perspective would be than to have my ex-wife on? Uh, I mean, we're a blended family, but we had a failed marriage, so we can look back on that. And just because we have a a good dynamic now, doesn't mean that we had that from the get-go. Obviously. We're divorced we fought hard probably what two months two years two and a half years of mm-hmm. fighting yeah it was long time ugly ugly and a lot of money a lot of things uh, why are you looking at me like that
0: <laughs> a lot of money a lot of tears a lot of, stupid, a lot of fighting and arguing over dumb stuff
1: a lot of, yeah a lot of well it's a lot of dumb stuff but and
0: important we, stuff
1: well well we were fighting mostly about victoria yeah who is the better parent? All that stuff. So I feel like there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from this story um, and how far we've came and where we came from. Um, so I kind of want to start with um, how we met. I want to go over you know from start to finish how we met, how we got you know we got married, we had a daughter, um, how how it failed, what we how we messed up. What we learned. Yeah, it's going to get real awkward in here, guys. Real weird. And so, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Patron. Okay? Patron and Monster. Uh, that just me, not her. <laughs> okay, Ryan, wow. if you're listening, she's not drinking and driving tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we're going to go through the whole dynamic, the whole ups and downs. And I think we're going to cover a lot of things that can help you guys that are going through these situations and uh, I know there's people out there that would um, benefit from hearing how we went from, you know, just a just a mess to a good situation. Anyway, um, go ahead and tell us how we met, and well, tell everybody how we met, and I'll join in as you go. You know the story better than me.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we met in high school. I had a neighbor who was a close friend of mine who. Was a grade younger than me, because you're younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I was a senior when you were a junior in high school, and we just met at school. Your battery on, your computer's running low. We'll shut down. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, we just met in high school, and then we started dating. I don't know. What do you want me to say?
1: Oh, don't know. That's, that's probably good enough. Uh, we started dating, and uh, you graduated. Yep. Uh, Community college, I graduated a year later. Navy. uh, Navy, and... uh,
0: I dropped out of college.
1: She dropped out of college, she followed me through the Navy, we got married, I was 19? How old were you? I was...
0: That was 05, we got married in 05. Uh, Do uh, the math, you're uh, the math guy, do the
1: math. I think I was 19. Something in there, 19, 19.
0: 20, in there.
1: We got married 19, 20 years old, and... uh, I don't think we have any business getting married. Would you agree?
0: I would agree with that, yes.
1: And that's... But I do
0: think, I will say this. Yeah. I think you were wrong in what you said on your last podcast about us not being friends.
1: Up front? Hmm.
0: I think it started out, my perspective on it, and this is what I think is cool, like about you and I now, we can agree to disagree a lot of times and just be fine, but I think in the beginning for us... We were friends, like, because we did, like, talk a lot, spend time together, but we nurtured that relationship. I think as time went on, what happened was that relationship stopped being nurtured, and then we eventually stopped being friends.
1: Why do you think it was stop? Why did it stop getting nurtured?
0: Because I think we were both really young. There was a lot of dumb things that we both did.
1: To stop all that?
0: I think I mean, so. Sure. A
1: year into it, you think it was getting?
0: I think it started. I can pinpoint. I feel like the time that I feel like I recognized it started fading, the friendship stopped being nurtured, and I just didn't want to see it at the time.
1: Okay, are you going to are you gonna tell us about that? Or? Oh yeah, no, I I, just, I can
0: <laughs> the. So we were we dated, we met in two thousand and one. It was. December of 2001. Oh my gosh. When we met. Yeah. The reason I know that is because it was when my grandmother died. Okay. Remember, after your basketball game, you came over to my house. December 11th? Yes. That's exactly right. So so good at days when I drank. December 11th, 2001. And that was when, like, we were official. At that point, we had, like, been talking and stuff like that, but we weren't really official. Okay. So, you graduated in 2003. So if from 2001 to 2003, things were, I think we had a good relationship at that time. While
1: well, I was in high school. because While right you like in school. high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Then when you graduated. And yeah. then you were joining the Navy. Because I remember even when you started the process of joining the Navy, the yeah. recruiter and stuff like that, like I would go to all of your PT stuff and yeah. stuff like that and be part of all of that with you. Yeah. Um. Th- The very first time I ever was like, oh my goodness, this never should ever have happened. We were at a party at Matt house.
1: No, I was at a party at Matt house. No, I went with you. We're dropping names, but... Oh, uh, sorry. Was I not supposed to say that? No, it was all good. No, we
0: went together. And at that party, you had gotten angry at me. And because I was saying and, I was I don't like you doing this I don't like you doing and this and threw your keys and threw my keys across the room and said if you don't like it leave yeah yeah in front of everybody dick asshole
1: uh it was pretty bad it was bad um all right and so that type of that that John that type of guy right there carried on for years mm-hmm. actually so quite a few if that was the pin if you could pinpoint that I mean I remember that very much so uh,
0: that but, was the first time.
1: Of throwing your keys,
0: of like
1: that No,
0: I think what that was the first time I recognized. Oh, that th- things aren't gonna work. Things weren't as perfect as I thought they were in yeah. my brain.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, if you if I'm gonna say why, I don't think that you changed. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it was anything that you did to lead me to that point. Um, I. I would take totally responsibility and ownership of the fact that shit, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was, I was going through life, uh, new people, new things. Um, and I just had a lot going on and I didn't know how to really deal with it. So I knew I was leaving. Uh, and I atten- agree with that too. Uh, attention from everybody and not knowing how to handle that. So, um, anyway, left for the Navy, Went to boot camp. She wrote me every day. Uh, Drove
0: yeah, up every weekend not when emails, you were in a school. Not
1: emails or text messages. We're yeah. Talking. I literally just no. these boxes. Uh, what?
0: We bought the cell, phone. cell phones the, phones. the <laughs> next day, Yeah, yeah. they had the walkie-talkies.
1: Walkie-talkies.
0: We were walkie-talkie each other from Newport Ritchie to Pensacola.
1: To Pensacola. That was, Pensacola was after boot camp. Boot a camp school. was in Great Lakes. Uh, Michigan. In Michigan. So she wrote me. In fact, I'm, uh, I just went through a box last week of... All my boot camp stuff and I look at all the letters I got. I got a lot of letters. In fact, I got a letter every day in boot camp and you know guys were jealous of that. But um all what I can say is that you are very devoted and dedicated and that was something that you can't you, you can't fucking buy that now. So it's valuable. Um I'm sure Ryan knows that. So mm-hmm. you um, I mean you kept me through the boot camp thing. That was really cool to be able to get a letter every day. My mom sent a bunch of stuff, my sisters would send me stuff, my grandmother, and I mean, I just got boxes of letters, I don't know where I'm going with all this. Anyway, so.
0: (laughs) Just keep telling everyone how amazing I am. Continue. Wow.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, Anyway, so letters, (laughs) (laughs) carry on, Um, boot camp, and distance. So here we go, we got distance, we've got new people, new experiences, growth.
0: After you have grown up in an environment where it's Still just, like, up. the same thing. No. Ha ha. But, no, like, you went out into the world.
1: Yeah, I left. I left. You so, left.
0: Yeah. You got out of Shady Hills. And that's not a lot of... That's not something a lot of people do.
1: No, no, no. And I'm a big fan... Little side note. I'm a big fan of men in particular, young men. I think they need to leave their hometown. They need to leave yes. their hometown to... To, to learn different cultures, different uh, different ways of life, to have an open perspective, an open mind on things, go travel to whatever the hell. They need to get away from their friends. And I was talking to a friend about this the other day, actually. And it, you know, or else you're going to stay in your little circle of high school friends. Okay, grow your little mustache and beard, and start a landscaping company, or work for your best <laughs> friend, and have kids, minivan, uh, buy the house. 10 years later, she finds her best friend on fucking Facebook, marries him, leaves <laughs> her ass, child support. I, wow. I see this happen here. Like oh my I see it, I see it happen here. I see it happen everywhere. So, I feel like if I didn't leave, I I, I can't imagine where I would be at right now. If I didn't leave, I had to leave.
0: I you were leave. the first successful, I will say you were the first successful person in your
1: family. I don't know about that, but 100%,
0: it's okay. the truth. The uh, I think, well, I guess, that, I guess that is subjective to how you define success. But I think that where I've always given your father credit, your father has always had a roof over your kid's head, all five of you, and food in your stomachs, right? Yeah. Like he was a provider for you. And what I think you knew was that once you got out of high school, like nothing was going to be given to you, nothing was going to be handed to you. And so you were like, what am I going to do? How am I going to provide for myself? And so you joined the Navy, and you started on your own path very young. That was something that you had to do just because of how you were raised. I was raised very differently. And so when we got to that age where we were starting to go off into our quote-unquote independence, you were in a very different place at that point mentally than I was.
1: Sure. I can see that. But, I mean, yeah, define define success. Um Raising five kids and having five healthy kids, um, that sounds like more success than than anything really, and I mean, shit, I'd rather be, I'd rather make 30000 and be happy than make a million and, and hate my life, so.
0: Yeah, but I think where you were successful is there were a lot of things that you grew up with that people shouldn't have to grow up with, like just different like what like like, i don't want to talk bad about people
1: (laughs) Uh come on this is real life like but your dad yeah what about
0: him he drank a lot and that was something that you were exposed to a lot and there were instances that even i witnessed of his behavior that i was like oh my gosh i can't even believe that this is something people have to deal with i because we grew up very differently i grew up in the suburbs two-story house I had a car when I was – that my dad bought me. We had an airplane. You know what I mean? We had two houses. We would fly back and forth from the farm down to Newport Ritchie on the weekends. Like, we had stuff. You grew up in a trailer in Shady Hills with a dad who drank all the time and got belligerent.
1: And that was was normal.
0: And that was normal for you. And so when I say, like, you were the first one that's successful – you are, I think, the first one in your family who not only broke that cycle, but you also became the example for your brothers
1: mm.
0: who are now successful from what I've seen.
1: Uh, successful? Uh, the minimal amount that I have seen. Hmm. Okay. Um, i a little speechless, but um, I got two failed marriages and a lot of regrets. That's not... That's not success. Success, the way you're putting it, is stuff and material asset things. I just want to be fucking happy. So, um... hmm.
0: I think that, though, like, starts from within, you know? And I think all of the experience you go through in life, like, that is how you learn that. Because there is never going to be any materialistic thing that makes you happy. Ever.
1: No. no
0: Never in a million years. Not at all.
1: Not at all. But... Um, you know, took Victoria to the beach, she smiled the whole time, and she seems to be doing great in life, I'm really excited for her, so that makes me really happy, that makes me feel successful. For sure. the ability that she can be, or, uh, her self-sufficientness, um, I think how I will define success is when Victoria is 25, killing it in life, and doesn't need anybody's help, she's self-sufficient, and can make her, she, she, she's very strong, she can mm-hmm. make her own decisions. That's when I'll feel successful. And that's what's going to make me happy. So, anyway. Um, shit.
0: <laughs> we got way off track. Threw,
1: th- threw me off. We're of happiness <laughs> podcast now. Uh, yeah, grew up different ways, different perspectives on life. Um, similar age.
0: And that caused a riff.
1: And that's, this is all in Tampa, Florida. Uh, I don't know that that caused a rift. So we're in Greenville, South Carolina now. Uh, obviously, what happened was we got married when, after boot camp, after I went through schooling. Uh, if y'all don't know, I worked on electronic countermeasures on F-18s and SH-60 helicopters. So uh, jets and helicopters. Working worked on the avionics on the aircraft carrier and the Navy. So... Went to got stationed on the Dwight D. Eisenhower aircraft carrier. I was in the Navy five years. Uh, Tiffany and I got married at the courthouse in Virginia Beach.
0: And went to fancy, Hooters.
1: Real fancy wedding. Well, I'm sorry, how do we celebrate?
0: We went to Hooters. We went to Hooters.
1: <laughs> and I had one of those oh my gut, gosh. I had one of those gut feelings that night, like after you buy your most expensive car when you're a kid and you're like, Oh my gosh, there goes all my money. It was one of those like, Oh my gosh, what did I did moments? That's how I felt. And I was like, "Uh oh, that was that was like, oh shit, that was a real decision."
0: <laughs> right.
1: That was a real decision. So, uh,
0: and I had that moment two weeks later when two weeks later. you drove down to Tampa okay. to pick me up and drive me back to Virginia. The
1: mattress. <laughs> oh my, you my a gosh!
0: How was that was at Walmart?
1: Walmart. I, we bought a mattress at Walmart.
0: We bought the mattress. air mattress at no, no, Walmart.
1: Oh no, the air mattress? I'm talking no. about. I had an S10, Chevy S10. There was um,
0: no mattress. Your
1: dad helped me. No. What did your dad put on my truck? What did we carry back up?
0: I'm going to tell you. And when I say this, you'll remember, you'll be like, oh, that's right. What
1: are you going to tell
0: me? When what? you think about... So, it, our marriage had good times and it had bad times, for sure. I think that very first night when we got up in our first apartment together... We had stopped at Walmart to buy some like basic things to get us through. We bought an air mattress. When we got back to the apartment, we opened up the air mattress and realized there was no pump. Oh, that's funny. You don't remember that? I do remember that, though. And then, and yeah. then yeah. it was too late. Walmart was closed. So we just rolled the thing out on the floor and froze our asses off mm. <laughs> that whole first night.
1: Wow. Yeah. Ni-
0: at, Not a mattress. At 19,
1: 20 years old. And there's probably some people out there that have done these things before as well. So, crazy in love, you're going to live on love. Yeah. And you're just going to make it work when you don't know how a relationship actually works. So, my dad raised five kids, okay, and um, did a great job raising us. But without a mother that's uh, entirely in the picture, um, and with a, with a, <laughs> with a, dad that drinks all the time, that does not know how to treat a woman, um, where do you think I was at in that situation? I mean, your parents probably seen that coming.
0: Well, I think that's part of why my parents took to you so much. Like, they recognized where you came from, and my parents were very liberal in how much time they let you spend at our house. Like, Hmm, because you used to spend the night. At our house when we were in high school. And I can tell you right now, if any one of my children ever ask at 18, 17, 16 for their boyfriend to spend the night, the answer is hell to the
1: no. Yeah, tell them to come ask me.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We did have that conversation. Remember? With Riley?
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. Riley's your oldest. Yeah, Riley's the
0: oldest. She's 17 now. And
1: she's got a boyfriend? She has a boyfriend. Riley, if you listen to this right now, just know. I'm watching.
0: <laughs> but no, yeah, the um I think that's part of why my parents like took to you. I think they wanted they knew how much I cared about you and so they wanted to kind of show you an example because if there is one thing about my parents that I will say, my mom and my dad, the way that they interacted with each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on an everyday basis, the good and the bad, everything I saw my whole entire childhood was extraordinary. Hmm. I had' That's awesome great parents, yeah. great parents dad, you have <laughs> well, my dad died, yeah. so I don't have him now, sure. you know, which i did i there are so many things now I will say that I wish he could see and be like, man, I'd be so proud of you oh uh, i
1: don't don't wish that he could see it um but your mom i mean she's around and
0: Sure, yeah. No, my mom's still around, and she's still involved and stuff like that, for sure. But I just mean, like, you were talking about, like, how a couple should interact. Sure. How my mom and my dad interacted. It was pretty extraordinary. And so, I'm coming into a relationship with you with this mindset of what I have been modeled my whole life. This is how a relationship should look like. You never had that. (coughs) So, you did not know... How to? I truly believe you did not know how to behave in a marriage at the
1: time. a a thousand percent agree. A thousand percent. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, all right. Well, your parents smart enough. They seen that coming. Yeah. They seen the train wreck coming. They did. Shit. <laughs> Shit.
0: They saw it, but they let me learn.
1: Oh my gosh, that's a that's a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. It's um, funny is that you. You pick things... that you, Well, I pick things from people. Um, I learn things from certain people. I remember your dad, um, one certain lesson that I learned. And I think about this now with young men that don't know how to work on vehicles that are playing video games. Every podcast, I talk about guys in video games. Um, I, I,
0: oh. There's nothing wrong with video games as long as they are in moderation. <laughs> Shit. Um... The reason he is backtracking right now, people, is because my husband, who is truly the most remarkable man on the face He's of the planet, he really is, Just tr- and is a huge reason, in all actuality, why you and I are friends now, okay. which you don't even know, but okay. we'll get to that. Yep. He does like to play video games. He's a big video gamer.
1: Awesome. On a scale of one to ten. 10 being my 27 own is his 20, number. 20, he
0: 10, loves 10, them, I yes. Love now, what I, I will preface this with before I met him, I thought exactly like you thought. I was like, video games are stupid, they're a waste of time. People who live in their mother's basements are the only ones mm. that sit there and play video games. Mm. Like, it was mm-hmm. a horrible, horrible
1: judgment. That, him <laughs> that right is, is
0: him calling me right now. Get out
1: of town. <laughs> <laughs> Give
0: me the phone <laughs> But no, like As long as it's in moderation and not too long Sure
1: there's a lot Everything
0: of in moderation
1: So, um What, uh, I mean there are things I do in life that My
0: dad, you were going to say about my dad I want to yeah, know what my dad taught you
1: We're going to go back to your dad in a second We'll get this video game thing out of, my, out of my mind right now Okay What Do you need to get that? We can pause this no, That's grab fine, go go um, What, uh Man, I'm trying to think. I do a lot of things that don't make sense, that aren't productive in life. Um, I put video games in that. Is there a skill? Is there something? I'm trying to be open here. If there's something that I'm missing about video games, uh, other than entertainment value, I feel like there's no skills being learned. It's a waste of time. And uh, it's something that kids do that should that should stop at some point. What am I missing? What What is, other than just the, the joy and entertainment of getting on the squad. You yeah, know, the squad's online, guys. I can't... <laughs> we, we can't have date night tonight, Tiffany, because squad's online, and I got my headset on.
0: No, it's not like that. He's so good about, like, he doesn't get online till like, after the kids go to bed and stuff like that because it's not going to interfere with family time or nothing okay, like okay. that. But what I do see is that I never understood before, how it is about strategy. Like, some of those games and stuff like that that are out there, it really does help with critical thinking because they're learning how to, like, build stuff and keep other people from taking it. And, like, you know, well, how do I get what this person has over here? I want that too. Like, let's build it from scratch. Like, it's just a bunch of strategy stuff that goes into it. I think that there is no place for all the, like, shooting and killing and all of that stuff, you know, but if there is meaning behind it, like strategy or something that you're learning like that, I'm for it. Oh, wow.
1: All right. Whole nother podcast. Ryan, we'd love to have you on the podcast, talk <laughs> about video games. I want to know more. Uh, anyway, your dad, um, I'll tell you this. I was more of the type of boyfriend I was. I was definitely more about myself than I am now. thousand percent. So I'm out doing my thing, hanging out with friends, working out, playing basketball, working, working, not playing video games. Um, and I remember your car broke down one time. <laughs> and guys, I'm really
0: broke down. Or the time I hit the
1: no uh, retaining you're... wall. No, not that. I don't know about that. Well, you have to remind and me. I but ripped
0: the oil pan out.
1: Okay, that wasn't it. Your belt, huh? I want a piece of paper. Uh, your belt off of your um, your car went down. Uh, or or came off. Just you can run on. Um, the belt came off, and you had to call your dad and whatnot. And I think his his attitude was more along the lines of John. You can f-, you know because I knew how to fix that stuff, but he was wanting me. He said, John, listen, if you're going to be around my daughter, um, you need to be taking care of her. Mm-hmm. And shit, I, I think about that now. Hell, 15, fifteen twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I now that I overdo it, you know. You, you, <laughs> I totally overdo it, but um, I I know that if I'm with somebody, I'm going to take care of them. They don't have to worry about a, a thing, and I, I do that to a fault. But I remember him saying that your car broke, and I should have fixed it. I didn't. I let him do it. And man, tell you what, as a 16 year old or 17 year old hearing that, um, it definitely it made sense. Not only did it make sense to me, I felt I felt guilty. Like yeah, I should have been doing that. So um, the kids that are playing video games now, 16, 17, I doubt any of these kids are listening right now because the squad's online. Um, they, I wish they learned these skills. I really wish they knew because one day Victoria is going to have a boyfriend. And I'll tell you what, if he's not able to fix her car, I'm going to have a real hard time with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So.
0: I think it's – I wrote down on here because you said you were the type of boyfriend that, like, you thought a lot about yourself. What's so funny about that? I think it comes back to balance because I was the type of girlfriend that only thought about you. Yeah,
1: I get it. I get it. I get. it.
0: I did not think about myself. Which and that's, that was wrong. Which was wrong. Wrong. Absolutely, ladies, you cannot lose yourself in a man. You cannot. Like truly, you cannot. Yeah, and that's where I did wrong I in our relationship. I took one letter.
1: I took one letter out of that that box. And it was totally, I can look at it and be like, dang, that was, that, that, that girl was Mm -hmm. totally, you know, about me. Yeah. No matter what, I couldn't do any wrong. True. And I, I mean, I ruined it. Not only did I ruin it, but it kept you, you, I don't know how I would have, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you should have been taking care of yourself. Yeah. So I can respect.
0: That's what happened. What
1: you were, yeah, that's right. Exactly. You lost
0: respect for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. It comes down to respect. I did lose respect for you. Uh, And if I really think about it, it's because...
0: I stopped taking care of myself. And when you stop taking care of yourself, you start changing the... I started becoming a different person than you had initially met.
1: Exactly. Because Uh, when you
0: initially met me, I was very friendly, very outspoken, very outgoing. I was very confident.
1: Yeah.
0: I was just i was always this vibrant sunny personality that people just kind of gravitated towards i think
1: and then all of a sudden you turn into a hey let's you and i we're gonna hang out we're gonna do this we're gonna do that what are you doing with her what are you doing with him right no no come hang out with me not not the person that i first fell in love with and what did that what did that do that that Mm -hmm. separated us
0: well because also i think too like we did not know how to we knew things were changing we did not know how to effectively communicate that with each other that things were changing yeah that, like, you're, you did not know how to express your frustrations to me. I did not know how to express my frustrations to you. So I thought, I was like, I'm just going to love him. <laughs>
1: oh, <good. laughs>
0: I'm just going to love him until yeah. it gets better, love you know? Him. And oh, that was smothering for you.
1: It was a lot of smothering. But yeah. uh, uh, growing, and somebody like me that's going to be continuously growing, that, that was hard to, that was very hard to deal with. Um, I think the whole growing together... Um, I think that's really hard for people. Very. But I want to go back to the the respect thing. Um, You became somebody that wasn't who I met.
0: And you became somebody who wasn't who I met. We became different people. Right.
1: So you forgot. I mean, I forgot who you were. You forgot who I was. But there was a reason why we fell in love and got together. So um, remembering those reasons can keep you together sometimes. I'll Mm -hmm. tell you that. Hey, well, you guys got the... You know, one of my attorneys, I don't even remember which divorce it was, but it was... Uh, that was bad, wasn't it? Shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Um, said, well, you married her for a reason, John. I don't know who said that. Anyway, well, you married her for a reason. And you know what? You're right. And when you guys are fighting and things are bad, you're not thinking of that reason. But... The respect thing, yeah, you, you totally lost who you were. And when mm-hmm. you say who you were, uh, it was you growing. You should be growing too.
0: So from my perspective, like you were talking about how, you know, you left, went to the Navy and all of that stuff. I left, followed you. Mm-hmm. I left all of my friends, all of my family, mm-hmm. everybody that I knew. I moved to a different state. I moved four states away and had no one.
1: What would you have done different?
0: At what point?
1: Oh, shit. I don't know. If you've realized. If when parents... I moved away? No, before that. Like, hey, things are getting kind of weird. I've kind of lost myself. If you were able to be self-aware or somebody said to you, your parents said, hey.
0: If I knew ne- then what we knew now at that party at Matt's West House, it would have been over. Okay. Because I have more respect for myself now to know that that kind of Ooh. stuff should never, ever happen in a relationship.
1: The disrespect.
0: The disrespect. And that's one area where, like, my husband now, oh, my gosh. I can't – I am a lot to handle sometimes, and I know that. And I have very strong opinions, and I say them very loudly (laughs) a lot of times. And he does not agree with 90% of my views on things. Okay. He has never once told me that I was wrong. He has never once put me down for my opinions. He has always disagreed respectfully. And that's the thing I think you have to learn, and it takes time to learn that. You have to get older and you have to grow. You can disagree. You don't have to be mirror images of each other. You can be different people, but you need to be respectful of the other person's like opinions, and, and not just in marriage, but in life. I mean, hello. Respect. But it does. It comes down to respect. You have to respect each other. Yeah. But with that being said... I didn't demand respect from you and because at the time I didn't respect myself. Sure. Ooh. So it starts internally. It's kind of like and I used this analogy with Victoria recently and she brought it back up to me. She was like, "Mom, it's kind of like we were talking about that unfortunate it came up with her that unfortunate in, in, incident with the actress that just yeah. died right. from glee." And um we were talking about how she saved her child and not herself, you know? And she goes, "Well, she was like, I remember you said this, and so it just started, but what I had said to her one time um, was, and I credit my brother, my older brother told me this when we were going through our divorce, because he was constantly trying to teach me not to be a doormat and be walked all over, sure. and I was just, but I love him, <laughs> you know, yeah. and he said to me, he was like, Tiffany, when you're on an airplane, and they're doing the safety stuff, and they're sitting there, you know, doing their little buckles and light vest and all that fun stuff what do they tell you they're like if the plane's going down the oxygen comes down what do you do you put the mask on yourself first before you help the child next to you and the reason you do that is because you can't help anybody else if you're dead right so i think the lesson there and the lesson in life and in relationships whether it's work personal friends it doesn't matter you have to take care of yourself Before you can take care of the other people in your life. And I was so focused on trying to take care of you. I stopped taking care of myself. That was a huge part of what changed who I was. And it's like a vicious cycle. Because when I started changing, you got even more and more angry. And like pulled away even more and more.
1: Yeah, well, respect. um, I respect hard work. I respect people who... um, um, do things for others. Um, there's a, there's a lot of things I respect. And when I, I think when I got with you, I seen a lot of these things that you stopped doing, uh, the growth, your personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I'm with somebody, uh, romantically and they, they're not growing. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't get with somebody who is not continuously growing. I mean, that's just who I am. I, and I need to be with somebody who's going to, uh, do the same thing. Sure. So I think when you got stagnant, it was almost like I was...
0: Unattractive. Very. Very. Yeah.
1: So... I get that. Hard work is sexy, and so is growing. I, I really like the, the growing part.
0: And here's the thing, though, too. I think what people need to remember, men and women, like, you can't just point the finger at the other person. There, was a whole, there were things I did wrong. There were things that you did wrong. You know, it's not just one person's fault. Whether with it's lying, cheating, stealing, whatever it is. Oh, I did all. You know what I
1: mean? Not the stealing part.
0: Everything else. (laughs) But but yeah, no, I think that you have to be able to be self-reflective, and part of what makes people give you respect is when you respect yourself you have to be able to fill your own cup before you can pour into others
1: so keep growing thanks Uh, for having me
0: appreciate it
1: yeah i'm sorry um keep keep growing and you're talking about respect so get try to be the person that you were but to continuously grow and i think um if both y'all do that you're able to um uh grow together but i don't think that comes without the respect um, I think people that grow uh, away from each other are, in, in couples, I think they're scared they're going to lose the other couple. Now, we weren't at this point, but I'm thinking about let's say there's uh, uh, two people trying to grow and they're doing their own things and things are going. I think when new things come about, um, you know, I went off to the Navy. Did that scare you? Like, hey, you gonna, you know, I'm, af- I'm afraid you're going to meet somebody else.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. I was kind—I of, was so naive at the time. Like I, I just remember because there were incidents that came up. Like I remember when you were in a school and there was some girl that was like doing your laundry
1: Hell for yeah. you and
0: stuff like that. You know, I just remember like little things like that. I'm like, why is somebody else doing your laundry?
1: Yeah, you had a good reason to question that.
0: I believe it. Yeah,
1: um, no, anyway, for sure. There was one letter.
0: But I was so naive.
1: Yeah, but there was one letter that I read last week,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was when I was going to boot camp <laughs> on the airplane, uh, the, the first letter you gave me, it was a note, and it said somewhere in there, um, it said, I, I'm sorry, I still can't get this out of my mind that you are going to find somebody else. That was in there.
0: I, I, well, I believe you. I don't yeah. remember that, so I but I believe you... you, Yeah.
1: So I think Well,
0: because right before you had left for boot camp, there was that incident at the party. And then after you had already gone, I found out about you taking that girl you worked with fishing.
1: <laughs> fishing.
0: The one from the hospital. I didn't
1: take her fishing. You did oh, too. <laughs> you
0: took her fishing. I did not take her she fishing. She told me. She was with Hank. There ain't no
1: way she was with Hank. Not I love with, you, Hank, not, but no. Not with <laughs> Hank. But, it, I, I mean, I got no reason to lie now, 20 <laughs> years later. Uh, but I think we all worked together. She wanted to go fishing. She knew Hank and I fished. And Hank invited her. She came in his cavalier or whatever the hell he drove. Nothing ever happened with that. Now girl.
0: you sound like the naive one. Bull. No she was fishing. She, she was fishing with Hank. My ass. Yep.
1: She was baiting my hook.
0: Oh bleh,
1: gross. Anyway. Um like on a record that I did nothing with her.
0: <laughs> that one.
1: Okay. Uh, where we at? We went, the respect, thank goodness, that's, that's so strong. Last week, um, somebody told me, um, I don't even know how to word this. The respect thing with friends. Oh, go back to the friends real quick. Um, you, your version of friends were, was that while we were dating, we were friends. When,
0: like we confided in each other, interested yeah, in each other
1: and knew everything about yeah. everything. That, yeah, okay, so on that term there was friends and what I meant on the pad the podcast uh, last week was um, what I what I mean about friends now is, gosh if i if I am interested in somebody, I would like to become friends with them first, okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, rather than get romantically involved because once that starts happening and all that starts going on. It gets a whole lot complicated. So much more complicated. So much more complicated. So let's say we're going to be friends for the next. Day. Hey, um, you want to? Uh, you want to go fishing? You know, innocent. Hey, let's go fishing. Yeah, I'm interested. Bring to, Hank with Hank. Bring Hank, <laughs> my wingman, Hank. Um, hey, you want to go fishing? You want to go hang out? I want to know more about you. And that, to me, I feel like is so important to do that for a good amount of time because I think when you become romantically involved then you start making concessions um so if I if we don't do that if we're friends three or four months uh before we become romantically involved then great uh but if we decide not to talk to each other or date it's a whole lot easier to to get yourself out of that situation either party
0: okay
1: yeah so hey we're fishing I'm getting to know about you hey um you um, you want to have kids? I don't want to have kids. Oh shit! Okay. Well, yeah, this but isn't people gonna work. change
0: their mind on that stuff all the time. Yeah, but that's I a pretty important that.
1: thing. That's a pretty important thing.
0: That is yes, but I think people people go into life with these preconceived notions. Like parents, I think specifically have the are the perfect example of that because I can tell you, Victoria, when exactly is planned? I was like, I am not. Well, no, she didn't. I was like, I am going to have a natural childbirth. I am going to breastfeed because that's what all the good mothers do. You know, like all of this pressure. And I was like, I'm never going to use a pacifier with her. And all of these things that you think are going to like absolutely destroy your child if you do them because you want to be like the best parent that you can possibly be. Yeah. You know, Victoria took 22 and a half hours to come into the world.
1: Okay, go on with this. Yeah.
0: And I swore I was never and and after I couldn't like breastfeed her, I felt like a failure, right? So you have these things that and so I had to bottle feed her. That's just one example of where you think like this is what I'm, this is how it's going to be, and then the world throws something different at you. You can say I don't want children, I don't want children, I don't want children. But if you meet the woman of your dreams and she has an amazing child, you're going to be like, okay, I could do kids. Like so, you can't say I want I. Yeah, I've, it comes back to open-mindedness. every people can't just since, be so closed off.
1: All right so since we're talking about kids, let me, I'll ask it. Um, would you marry somebody knowing that they don't want to have kids? Sure, you would. I would And you and let's say you wanted three kids and they didn't want any kids, you'd marry them.
0: it, w- I w- it would be what would if I could live with it's hard because I'm a parent like I can't say that. you know what I mean?
1: No, I don't I'm a parent. But I don't know if I want to have more kids. Okay. So then,
0: say you don't want to. You don't know if you want to have more kids. And then what? Like I'm at the stage now. I don't want more children. Get I it? know I don't want more children. I get it. Like I've got four at home. Yeah. I'm. I'm done. Gotcha. Now every once in a while when a baby's around, I'm like, oh my gosh. Sure. I want a baby because I miss this little face yeah. and I want the baby smell Victoria and all of that stuff. So
1: well, I want another one. <laughs> all is right. gone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but now, like you. Can never say never. If I met somebody and I felt like we were really good partners and they were like, I'm sorry, I don't want more children. Yeah. They would have to be accepting of my child. That's definitely number oh, one. No, no, no. Back to... But if they don't want to have more children, I'd be fine with it because I don't want more children either. Ah, but that's... if they said, I want more kids, I'd be like, well, we need to have this discussion because I truly do Well, don't.
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if I legit said, hey, I don't want any kids, you say you, you want two more... Would you marry? Would you get married to me? Would you do that?
0: <laughs> I would not get married to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Under any right. circumstance.
1: Any, Oh, my gosh. Uh, um. no,
0: it's not that black and white, and those aren't decisions. Yes, none no. Of them. Let me finish. Those are not decisions you can just make like that. It takes a lot of time and conversations, and then you come to a decision over time. That's how those things work.
1: Those things. So, what other subjects would be uh, able to, you know, um, hey, do you want to have kids? I mean, what's on the chopping block? That's a big one. What's a no-no for you? Like, hey, if this guy is Protestant, I'm not going to marry. I mean, really... There's a lot of lines in the sand people have when getting married. What would be yours? Mm. Or what do you think are valid ones? How about that?
0: Oh, my goodness. I don't... One thing that we do that I feel very strongly we, about... We? Who's, my husband and I. Me and Ryan. Okay, okay. One of the things that we both agree on that I feel very strongly about is I do not feel like it's appropriate to drink in front of our children. Okay,
1: but well you're married to him. So now, knowing that, would you... Say, alright, if you if you believe in drinking in front of the kids, I'm not getting married to you. I'm telling what are the deal breakers? That's what I want to know.
0: For me, it's like violence and stuff like that. Uh, no like sure. I'm but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm open minded to different views. And just because I have a view in my head right now doesn't mean I'm not gonna meet somebody that thinks something differently and I will always consider their perspective.
1: You guys hear how she's raising her voice on me? <laughs> this, is, this is the problem. <laughs> Uh, so, alright, so you go out into the world, fall in love with a guy, uh, you don't even care if he wants to have children, no children, he's Jewish, he's atheist, he's mother, you don't care.
0: I don't want children right now.
1: Stop with the children. I'm talking about what lines are the You just brought it up. Any, anything. Is there anything that are, other than violence and the obvious things yeah, that are Yeah, no,
0: I'm pretty open-minded. <sighs> I don't have those lines in the sand. Other than on the big things like drugs, alcohol, violence. That's it.
1: Totally. I I don't want
0: more children. I know we keep going back to children. But if a guy said to me, I want more children, let's talk about it. I don't want them. Let's see if we can come to some kind of agreement.
1: Okay. All right. right. I hate
0: being pregnant. Maybe that means if it's really that important to you, like maybe it means adoption.
1: I got you. All right. So you wouldn't want to be pregnant. So... I get how you're making that personal. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see what, um, what are the deal breakers? Like, what, what do you think are? What, what do you think are healthy deal breakers? And I think children is definitely something that people talk about.
0: Laziness. Uh, I cannot ethic. stand laziness. Work ethic.
1: Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, tell me about it. What do you mean?
0: Like I do. I like, I do not think, it's so old fashioned saying it this way. I just don't know another way to say it. But like how you said, my dad was like, you're going to take care of my daughter. Yeah. I truly do feel like a man should be providing for his family. Absolutely. Now, with that being said, there are more than one way a man can provide for his family. Yeah. What my husband and I learned, I am not a very patient person. Okay. At all. Okay. My husband is like the male version of Mother Teresa. He has mm. more patience than anybody I have ever met in my life. You and mean, I thank God for that.
1: He's got a vagina. N-
0: Stop. That was so <laughs> wrong. No.
1: You know I'm joking, bud. You know I'm he, joking.
0: My husband is extraordinary. He. He. Takes care. He takes care of our yeah. children. Yeah. Like, I work.
1: Does he have more patience with the children than you?
0: Yes, yeah. very much so. Really? He has much more patience with the children than I do. Oh, my
1: goodness.
0: He does. It's true. And that's such like a role reversal, I think, people view that as. You know, when we had our daughter,
1: mm-hmm. well, let me go back. Abby.
0: Yeah. When, when you and I had Victoria, I was a stay-at-home mom for a year and a half, and mm-hmm. I hated every moment of my life. I loved her, and I loved being a mother. I hated being stuck at home with no interaction with other people. I was literally just dealing with a baby all day. Oh, and when you finally was like, yeah, okay, get your little part-time job, I jumped at the opportunity to get out and have some adult interaction. Yeah. And it wasn't until then that I started getting involved with other military spouses. That's when I started, like finding myself again.
1: You're wearing sweatpants. I was not a sweatpant
0: wearing (laughs) Navy wife.
1: Where are my Navy folks at? No. You all know what I'm talking about. I
0: was not. Now, fast forward two years later where my husband and I now have a child, Abby. I knew from the get-go I was not going to want to stay at home. I went back to work after Mm -hmm. six weeks Mm -hmm. and my husband, Ryan, stayed home with her for a year. He was providing for our family.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You
0: know what I mean? He was the best person for that. I was her mother. I still did everything that I needed to, you know, to provide for my children. But he was the one that was actually her primary caretaker for the first 12 months of her life. So, it's just, I don't necessarily think, even though you say yes, I do think... A man needs to provide for his family. Oh, he
1: was. He was. He was totally I get it. doing I it. Totally get it.
0: I think most people think of that though as like a financial way. Oh
1: no, um, you know, could be, could be, but I'm sure he still opened the door for you, right? When you guys went places, he held the door for you, and uh, sometimes.
0: De- and See, but that's not like big to me though. Okay. Like, yes, there are times. I'm talking when about being
1: a gentleman. He was. Oh, a he's
0: very. At, he's yeah. very respectful. Very yeah. gentlemanly. Like. It's always he every single time, and mm-hmm. the kids would even tell you this. It's what I want over what he wants every single time, and it's not because I'm like bossing him, telling him what to do. Oh, it's he just <laughs> shut up. He genuinely like has a servant's heart and wants to like whatever is going to make you. He he's a pleaser. He wants to please me.
1: Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Okay. He's
0: like, if you're happy, I'm happy, babe.
1: Yeah, good. Golly, man. Um, I can learn a lot from that, probably. Um. Where were we going there?
0: The friends and co-parenting. So, go fast forwarding a little oh. bit. You and I had a really ugly divorce. Yeah. I met an amazing guy. Yeah. We got married. Had a baby.
1: Yeah.
0: And after the ugliness of you and I had died down, it started like you know, the fire had went out, and now it's just, like, smoke. So you just got these little, like, embers every now and then that fire up. What are you, you know talking what I about? Mean? Between us? Between us, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, between us. like.
1: So, it ended. But, I'm, go ahead. Yeah.
0: But, like, the whole point of this was, like, co-parenting. How are we friends to co-parent, right? So, now... You've moved on. I've moved on. There's still a lot of tension there, just because of how ugly our divorce was
1: at the time. At the time. How long have we been divorced now?
0: Seven years.
1: Seven. When did it calm down? When do you think it calmed down? People want to know, like, when is this going to end?
0: I moved out in 2000. The end of 2010. Yeah. Okay. You filed. I'm just giving a timeline. I moved out the end of 2010. That's when our divorce started. Our divorce was finalized in January of 2013. Okay. And at from two thousand and thirteen, when it was over, to it had to be two thousand and I think it was like fifteen. So two about two years later. Okay. You had invited us over as a family, all of us, me, him, the kids, for Labor Day.
1: Two years after the divorce. Two years after the divorce. Okay.
0: You had asked us to come over, and we had never like hung out outside of Wait, you ever you and I, you, yeah, and I yeah. you know, since we had been married, yeah, or brought our prospective families together. Okay. And Victoria, you had invited me. Victoria's like, "Mom, please come, please come, please come." Yeah, and I was not wanting to say no, you know, but at the same time, I didn't want to come. You didn't? I did not. Oh, you were mad. I didn't trust you. To do what? Uh our divorce was so ugly. Like, it caused so much distrust in me okay. with you. Okay. I did not want to be around you. Makes sense. I did not want to say one thing wrong to give you any kind of ammunition to try and call me a bad parent again.
1: Okay.
0: And
1: so it was, Ryan yeah.
0: sat me down and was like... Sit,
1: sit your ass down.
0: <laughs> no. He was like... I think we should go. And I about fell on the floor when he said that. And I said, Why do you think that we should go? And he was like, He was like, 'Cause it's not about you.' That's what he said to me. He looked me in the face. He goes, It's not about you. It's about Victoria. It's important for her that you go. She needs to see you and him in a positive light.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably why I asked you. Yeah, To go. but
0: that was my moment. That was my light switch moment when I was like, oh man, now I really need to work on fostering this friendship and healthy relationship with him now.
1: Makes sense. So you, you put... Hmm.
0: And my husband is the reason that light switch flipped. so well, he is the one that gets all the credit for it.
1: Great. That's, that's good, but there are people listening right now that are either about to go through their divorce, mm-hmm. finish it up on a divorce... Or five years after divorce, and they're still fighting. So I'm, you guys I'm, gotta
0: stop, man. Okay.
1: Well, how's it how's it gonna stop? Because not everybody's gonna have a Ryan in their life. It's true. But they're gonna have the kid, maybe. Maybe there's mm-hmm. if if there's no kids, fuck it, y'all just move on. It doesn't matter anymore.
0: The reason parents fight is because they're mad at each other.
1: Show here, slam shit, guys. Sorry.
0: Like, I mean, that's what it was. I didn't want to do anything because I was mad at you. You didn't want to do I, anything because you were mad at me. I get it. Quit being mad at each other. It's not about how you but, feel towards the other parent. It's about what you need to that, model for your but children. But when is,
1: when is that okay? When is that okay to be like, all right, uh, let's mm-hmm. hang out together. Let's let me offer.
0: I don't think there's a set timeline. I think you have Before to... Before the divorce,
1: after the divorce, I mean, during a separation. I mean, I think
0: ideally, it's a, in the perfect world, it's an amicable divorce where you're like, you know what? It's
1: not. People are fighting.
0: But I know. And so then it's not a perfect world. I think you both have to have the wherewithal to calm down. Okay. And stop. Putting it,
1: it's circumstantial. It That's is. What I'm yeah, It's circumstantial. Yeah, it but um, when there's nothing to fight for anymore and uh, the smoke clears, so to speak. So after our two-day trial, all that, everything was set. There wasn't anything else to fight over. So personally, uh, I think it was closure after that. No?
0: No, yeah. But I just thought of something. Yeah. That's why I jumped like that. The, I think a good example of this like, of what you're trying to highlight is our relationship with Riley and Landon's mother. Riley my step-children. And Landon are your
1: stepchildren. Yeah.
0: We have custody of them. They live with us full time. They see their mother every other weekend. And in the summer, they see her every other week. So, their mother will still to this day bring up stuff when she disagrees with their dad about crap that happened 10 and 15 years ago. We can't change her. Yeah, okay. We can't change what she brings up. We can only change our reaction towards that behavior. Okay. That's what I would hope that most divorce-like individuals look at is, I can't change the other person. I can only change my reaction to their behavior.
1: Well, nobody really wants to fight anymore.
0: Right. No. Gosh, I hope not. My gosh. No, it's I,
1: horrible. And you're, and you're bitter. Uh, you can be bitter at me. I can be bitter at you. Uh, but... Things over uh, the custody. Things over the the money is split up. Whatever split up. At, at some point, you got to be like, all right, it's time to move on. If you got kids involved, then you got a big reason. You have to move on. You have no choice. So, do you want to be miserable or do you want to figure out how to make that work?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the the best way to do that is to throw the olive branch. Everybody's gonna say, oh, I've done that. I've done that. Well, if Ryan keep wasn't trying, if Ryan wasn't yeah, keep trying. If Ryan wasn't involved with that situation. You and I'd probably, I don't know, I'd probably still invite you, um, and you'd be saying no. I don't know. I don't know at what point you would have been like, oh, okay.
0: I, and I don't know the answer to that either. So. I, I, I do think you were the one first that definitely out the Olive Branch, like you said, I just don't know how soon I would have taken yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I never wanted to pull any kind of power trip on anything. I really did want a, uh, a fair w- life for Victoria, and that's, I'm sure we can talk about what's fair for her at a different time but um anyway it's not just possible it's necessary for y'all to get along and with the uh um, and w- w- get along with the opposites uh, significant other as well
0: I credit my mom for being that example actually mm-hmm. I gotta say that when I was growing up my older brother and older sister they have a different dad we have the same mom different dad yeah right you okay It was normal for us to go down to Fort Lauderdale where they lived and to hang out with their dad. My dad, their dad, my mom, his wife, I again saw that modeled for me. I credit my mom and dad and even her stepmom and dad and his stepmom and dad, you know, my siblings, parents, with being that example and I think that's what divorced people and people who are so caught up in their anger, they forget. Like, you are still the example for your children. And it is your obligation. It is your obligation as a parent to model the behavior that you would expect they have in the not, same scenario. Not
1: everybody have your parents. Not everybody's going to have Ryan. That's what I'm, like, really trying to get into. There are... Just some toxic situations for these kids that it just kills me to see these parents fighting for years, and they're gonna learn that that's the normal thing to do. So yeah,
0: and it's it's true. You're right. You're never gonna you're not gonna save the world. You're not. There are gonna be kids that grow that grow up in this environment. However, those kids also have a choice when they get older.
1: Sure, they, they learn right.
0: right from wrong. Like they can choose to follow in that path. Like you could have chose to be. Like your father, but you chose a different path.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So there's no perfect time to get along um, with the the other person, but it's necessary. So figure a way how to do that and get along with the other one. Let things go. That's, that's, that's something I can tell you. Um, time heals everything. Um, I know someone specifically that has gone through a divorce. I think it's been settled for about... Two years now, and there's still a lot of bitterness uh, one party from what I know is still you know offering hey you're welcome to come over the other one doesn't want to come over I, I I know a party like that right now I don't know what to tell him I don't know what to I don't know what else to do other than to keep offering
0: the biggest thing I truly think like. There's, I think it's a Matthew West song. He's that Christian Who's my singer? Name?
1: Besides the guy that went to his party room. Oh my gosh.
0: How great. Or Nathan West? What's his name? I don't, I don't know. know. There's some Christian singer and he has this song called Forgiveness. And in that song, he talks about um, how like forgiveness actually isn't for the other person. Forgiveness <laughs> sets you free. Uh, I love it. And love in that. order for me to be able to become friends with you, I had to forgive you. That's tough. And that was that was so hard. Like
1: forgive me, yeah.
0: That was so hard to finally find enough strength. It takes more strength to find forgiveness than it does to stay angry. And it took everything in me to try to finally forgive you.
1: Okay. And so once you did that, did you feel? How'd you feel?
0: I felt free. And I truly feel like there was good that came out of our really shitty situation. Yeah. Like, and I'm thankful for that now because I truly believe have, had we not gone through what we went through yeah. and had I not suffered like I had suffered, I don't think you and Victoria would be as close as you are now.
1: No, we do everything.
0: I know. And you're an excellent dad. Yep. Like you're you're a very good dad, I will say that. But I, at the time, you weren't very involved, and I do think because of how things came about, that is why you and her are so close, or part of the reason, a big part of the reason, not all of it, but a big part of the reason why you and her are so close now. The,
1: I think it's fair I, to say that I would have been content if you were just stay at home mom taking care of Victoria, right. and I was out there
0: exactly doing
1: my thing and there's a lot of couples there's a lot of families that are out there like that now and it works and that's great um, but ladies if that's not you it's okay yeah <laughs> like it really is yep um yeah I would have been totally content with all that but it turned out that um I got um I happened to get Victoria for the majority of the time so we had no other choice but to uh do things together yeah. And she <laughs> go to the gym with me. She would, you know, go to meetings with me or hear a lot of phone conversations. And she, I think that's why she, part of why she's so mature is because she has done a lot of adult things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've grown close and uh, all that. And that's. Uh, what was
0: funny though is because I was the primary person in her life for so long. Yeah. Like, up to even when old, that. Four years old? Yeah. Even when that changed. Yeah. That did not take away from her and I. Her and I are still. Uh, well, but now it's different because we do literally do half and half now. Like, now it's week on yeah, week. Yeah,
1: well, look, I'm, I'm going to say it. I got to say this. Um, the way that the custody situation after a two day trial, the way things worked out, happened to go in my favor, uh, which was. A joint custody situation where I would have her. What was the situation? How much was the, the time? It was.
0: At the time, I got her every other week in the summer. But during the school year, it was every other weekend and every other Thursday.
1: Every other weekend and every other Thursday. No, but no parent should be happy with that. And there's a lot of male out males. And you know what? Females too. But I think there's a lot of guys that are happy with that. No, they shouldn't be. Yeah, but they're okay because they're able to go do their thing and, and and mom gets to take care of all that shit. So, I learned a lot, you know, with changing diapers and ah man, you know what? I got to tell you something. Listen to this. First weekend I had her, um totally by myself. Um she was in the shower and I was trying to figure out how to get, you know, get her clean and she called me into the she called me into the uh bathroom. And said, uh, Daddy, my, uh, my, my pee-pee hurts. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> so she's in the shower because a lot of four-year-olds aren't taking showers yet. Right. I'm over here trying to figure out the shower thing. And now she says my pee-pee hurts. And I'm like, do I call my sister? Do I Google this? <laughs> what do I do? Because
0: at the time we were not talking.
1: Not only were we not talking, but I didn't know uh, yeah. how to clean and how to right. to do all that because
0: you had never done it.
1: No, but now, yeah. now I have to, and now it was totally, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take care. I gotta take care. I got no choice, and so I never told you, that, did I? No. Okay, so that was kind of crazy to I me. Mean, it was like uh, it dawned on me, like, oh shit, it's it's time to. Everything.
0: So that was your oh shit moment. And then, and then on my end, I'm going, he has never done this before. He's going to drown her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm drown her. not literally. i put but, a
1: snorkel on her.
0: But that's what I'm saying. You see, what? it's both. Like, you were yeah. having anxiety as like a new parent of a four-year-old. And I'm having anxiety like this life that I have done nothing but tend to for the last four years. I literally now have to give her to somebody else.
1: For 80% of time, whatever it was.
0: Right. Like, how is the yeah. He's going to not, he's going to mess her up.
1: And, all right, so that's four years old, and, um, all right, so I'm sending her to school, uh, we're going about these, uh, these rules that the judge set, and, um, at some point, I want to say, was it two years ago, three years ago? Three. About three years ago, she's ten years old, and, um, it was a 4th of July, you, Ryan, everybody was over, and, um... Yeah, I had them over for Fourth of July. We're doing, you know, the blended family thing. And her little sister, Victoria's little sister, Abby, how old was she then?
0: Uh, two, two? How? Three, four years ago? Three years was, ago? Seven? Shit.
1: Whatever four. she was. Four. She was four. Whatever the she was. The age
0: Victoria was when you got her. When, four.
1: When you guys left and Abby started crying because she wanted her big sister, I fucking died. Like, it was like... Victoria's selfishly, I want Victoria all the time at that point. So having her for six years of just me and her, just me and her in his house, it was like, there's somebody else who needs her. Victoria's a big sister. Shit. Um, all right, well, if that means that her little sister needs her, what about her mom? What about stepdad? What about, um, and... Siblings. Gosh. And you know what came to me? And it, I don't know where I heard this or learned this before, um i got to think about this for a second. Um, God gave me Victoria. He, no, He didn't give me. He let me borrow Victoria for a certain period of time. And it would be selfish of me to hold her to myself. So in allowing her to get in other people's lives and, and spread the goodness of who she is and to give her time and her everything to other people, she's somebody to other people, and it would be selfish of me to hold her. And it was at that time where I said... You know, a few days later, I asked you, or I asked mm-hmm. her, would you want to go a week on, a week off with your mom? And she said, "Let me think about that, Dad." Mm-hmm. And, and about two days later, she said, uh, "Yeah, I'd like to do that." So, um, without getting into any details, uh, every situation—I mean, every situation—is different, and you have to—if uh, you have custody of your child, and you, you know, you feel comfortable with the other one, and and you really, you know what.
0: I think you had also at that time too had gotten to the point where you had seen a lot of growth in me. Yeah, that's where I'm getting at. That's and I started. At. So, go you, ahead.
1: if you if you are in this joint custody or in a custody situation where uh, you you got custody because one parent wasn't doing what they were supposed to at that time, and you've seen the growth in that, it is your duty it is, as your as the parent to look at that and assess. Even after the judge, you know, hit his gavel, you assess that situation. What's best for your child, your ten year old daughter. To see your mom, right? To see your mom a little bit more than two times a week. That's kind of crazy, right? And it just on the weekends. You know, it, and I had to assess that. And if you're in that situation, please do not keep your kids from the other parent. That is so detrimental. And that's where I said, hey. And, Unless
0: it is like a safety thing. Yeah, it's a safety <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: hey, uh, if you're going to be around a shithead, yeah, I don't want my kid around that.
0: You never worried about, like.
1: No, you're not going to worry here. about that. Um if you don't have to worry about that shit, you know, be be decent to your kids. Give the give the time up. Stop being selfish, damn it.
0: Too many divorced people use the child yeah. to like get to the other person. And I have a really good friend of mine now who deals with that with her ex husband. She has two beautiful children, you and, know, and you don't know how sad it's you're right, and you don't. Um But it's it truly is unfortunate, and mm. you can see as an outsider how it does affect the children. I think yeah. when you're in it, it's really hard. But what I will say is you and I both, where we have always saw eye to eye, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: even through everything, Victoria is our priority.
1: Oh, a thousand percent.
0: We will always do what is in the best interest of Victoria. And that is what our common ground is. Like, we'll still disagree from time to time on certain things. You know what I mean? Would
1: we be friends right now if we didn't have Victoria? Probably not. I would agree.
0: Yeah, I don't think we would.
1: So, common ground um, would be a child, and you got to make the best of it. So, um, I don't know.
0: I encourage parents too. Awkward. No. Yeah, fuck it. It's not. I I encourage parents though too. Like, we're also really open with our child. Like, she can come to us and ask us any question. You know, she has, I mean, my goodness, rewind to November when she was in the hospital. So she was with, it was the week she was with me. And she's old enough. She has pretty severe asthma, for those of you that don't know. Our 13-year-old has really bad asthma. And it was in a week that she was with me. And she um, had, she... She was hospitalized because she had a severe asthma attack that they could not get under control. And so I called John. He came up to the hospital. And they admitted her into the hospital. And so now we've got our child in the hospital bed and a chair and a sofa. How are we going to make this work? Because neither one of us were leaving her. So she's almost 13 at this point. We're sitting there. It's like midnight. We're trying to go to sleep. I'm on the couch. He's in the chair. And Victoria just starts cracking up. And we're like, what is so funny about the situation? Because this sucks and we're scared. And she just goes, when was the last time you two slept in the same room? And he and I looked at each other and we just couldn't help but crack up. Because even the 13-year-old, like in that moment, realized how awkward and funny at the same time this was. Because we can honestly say we never, ever thought we would be in the same room overnight again.
1: Mm. Ever. I bet Ryan didn't think that either.
0: Well, what was even made it funnier, and I said to them, I said, "What makes it even funnier?" I said, "Is tonight mine is mine and Ryan's anniversary."
1: Oh, and you're spending it with some other guy. And I was spending
0: it with my ex husband nice. in a hospital room. Nice. No, haha. But no, seriously though, like those are the things that. I think we have always had common ground on. And if your partner, if you're divorced and you have remarried and your partner does not support you having a healthy relationship. Fuck them. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. We'll just go with that. Shame on them. (laughs) That's what I would have said.
1: Dicks. Uh, But,
0: yeah. Just do the right thing by your children.
1: Yeah. Truly. um, Ooh, what was going to say? All right, so. You're welcome
0: for being on your show.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, we'll see. Um, I love your kids. Oh, man. I love your kids. You got good
0: kids. Thank you. Yeah,
1: man. They're so cool.
0: Even Uh, my stepchildren, like, I treat them like they are my children. I don't treat them any differently. Like, they know for a fact. In fact, I'm probably actually a little bit tougher on them. You're tougher on them? I think so.
1: Yeah?
0: It's different. People, so with my... It's a different relationship. I have a very different... It's hard for me sometimes to be objective with Victoria. Don't get onto the step
1: kids thing, but I'm just saying that your your kids... um,
0: My kids are awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, They're great. I've got an office below my house, uh, part of the basement, and I'm prefacing this statement because I want you to know that when I think about Victoria, uh, when I think about family, it's just me and her, right? So um, all i got to think about is me and her. Uh, Well... Who does she love? She's got a sister. She's got brother and sister that she considers best friends and all that. Mm-hmm. She's got a mom. She's got a stepdad. These people that she cares about, now I inherently care about now. Mm-hmm. So go back to January or February. I start getting word of this COVID mess and you're making fun of me laughing. <laughs> I'm going to the store prepping because that's what I do. And I'm packing stuff and I'm buying.
0: You bought so much Lysol.
1: Yeah, I did buy some myself. But what I'm saying and is rice. when it comes to food, um, I was buying, you know, eight times as much. Yeah. You, but no, you say yeah, but you know why? It was because of your family. Because if shit hits the fan, Aww. yeah, fuck you. And so... <laughs> You're Aww. laughing at me the whole time. So You're going to take
0: care of all of us if well, the world's coming to an I'm end. I'm taking
1: care of Victoria's family. No, I which know. Which turns out to be my family. It's a weird, fucked up situation. But <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, t- who do I got to take care of? Because in, situ- in bad situations... You- anyway, so you go in that, that door over there. You got a shelf full of shit. Okay? Anyway, so that's what I'm thinking about when I'm shopping, prepping, trying to take care of people. You got to take care of the closest people. I turned out. I'm like, Shit. I guess I've got some sort of extended family in this situation that I didn't count of.
0: Because we do, like... And that's the thing. Victoria doesn't have two families. She has one. We are one inclusive family. Like, we are all... We argue, we fight, we don't agree on everything, but we come together and we show each other kindness, respect, and love. Hmm. Always. Every single day. Hmm.
1: Every day. Did, so, we didn't ha- Oh, let me think about this. So, we didn't have a... Um, a good relationship until uh, you got with Ryan. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, I'm trying to think of this. Um, knowing that I've got a good relationship with you, mm-hmm. let's say you didn't have Ryan around. hmm And you started dating a guy, and you said, hey, I'm going to my ex-husband's house to... Could you see how that That would be, be a
0: deal breaker. That's a. You asked me what? earlier about deal breakers. What would it be? If... I met somebody that was like, "No, I don't want you having any a relationship with your ex husband." Oh,
1: ooh.
0: That's a big deal for me because our relationship is so important well, to Victoria. To yeah,
1: it's totally vital to her. I get that.
0: I can't yep. be with anybody that. Threatens but a guy that, does,
1: if a guy says that, I mean, there's other issues. Yeah,
0: they're insecure and okay. all that, which so. nobody got. Nobody got time for that.
1: Yeah, but can you see how that could be intimidating to some folks, though? What? If you went to date some guy and you tell him, hey, I'm going to my ex-husband's house to to have 4th of July.
0: well, they would be coming?
1: Maybe not. You're just dating. Maybe he's not around, never met me.
0: Oh. No, I don't see. That's where I differ. You
1: don't think he'd be intimidated by that?
0: He better not be. That's stupid.
1: I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. that's,
0: that's, That's insecure. And insecurity is not other people's problem. It's your problem. Deal with it yourself.
1: I totally get that.
0: Like, that's what that stems from. So, here's what... I don't just look at the behavior. I look at the why behind the behavior, right? Oh, my gosh.
1: We're getting deep.
0: Sorry. But, I mean, that's just how my brain works. Get it. So, if you and I, it's vital that we get along and that we have a healthy relationship for our child, I will maintain that healthy relationship for our child at all costs. And if anybody ever came in and tried to threaten that, I'd be like... Sorry, you either have to be okay with yourself to be okay with this, or this isn't going to work. It's necessary.
1: Interesting. Uh, Yeah, no, I totally get that. All right, well, with all that said, um, if a guy and a girl are friends, um, or let's say you're in a relationship with somebody, can you have a guy... Do you believe in having guy friends?
0: Totally.
1: So... You have guy friends with Ryan. These Absolutely. are loaded questions because I'm trying
0: to... Yeah, no. I have a very good friend that's a co-worker he, who's a man. He's also married. And he'll call me, text me. We'll chit-chat all the time. Yeah. Even at night. Ryan's sitting right there half the time. Yeah. Ryan can go into my phone anytime he wants. You know, there's no secrets or anything sure. like that. He can, he can do whatever he wants to if he feels like he needs to. But I can honestly say we've never done that with each other. We don't feel the need. Because we trust to, each other. He's
1: never felt the need to do anything. Never that. once. That's awesome.
0: Never one time. Good. And I have never once done that to him. One time... To- I take that back. One time. And it was because he was just being an idiot. <laughs> he
1: was being an idiot. Yeah. I don't believe this.
0: No. like, And it wasn't intentional. He had this friend... Who wrote on his Facebook girl, "Happy birthday, a girl." A girl. Yeah, she wrote a "Happy birthday," and I had heard stories about him and this girl, like Ooh. in the past. Right,
1: okay. change your password. She anymore, doesn't
0: live local or anything like that. To help you, bud. Which he would never do anything anyway. But I was like, in his mind, he's like, "We're just friends," okay. right? And okay. I'm just like, "There's history here." Uh-oh. What is this like? Yeah. Right. Like, what's happening? Okay. And so,
1: because she said "Happy birthday,"
0: no. She said, happy birthday.
1: Yep. It wasn't
0: just happy birthday. No, it's not just happy birthday. He said, thank you. And then she replied back with, "I. it's been so long, we should catch up. And then his response back was, yeah, hit me up. Here's my phone number. Ryan, you
1: son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) I mean... If he was trying to do anything, he's an idiot. Because it was out there on Facebook.
1: Yeah, no you know what I mean? Move. Oh Bad my move. gosh. That move, dude.
0: But I went up to him and I was like, what are you doing? He looked at me like I had ten heads. He's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, why are you giving her your phone number? Well,
1: look. The people when you guys
0: to- have this history. And he was like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it bothered you. I will make sure that there is no communication.
1: I need to ask something.
0: And then, hold on, let me finish. She's always in a She texts him. It's all in how you respond, right? Like, if she texts him tomorrow now, I would not care because I know and I trust him, yeah.
1: right? Okay, okay.
0: But the following year on his birthday, <laughs> she texts him and he came into the bedroom.
1: Sweet, beautiful. <laughs>
0: he came into the bedroom and he was like, babe, oh, this is funny. I'm going to show this to you Holy because God. I don't want you to like freak out, but I'm going to delete it. She texts me, I'm getting rid of it, wanted you to know.
1: Holy shit. S- people want to know, scale to 1 to 10, how hot was she?
0: No. I mean, she had a nice body, but her face was great, ugly.
1: Right, text me, bud. Stop, those? I want to know. <laughs> know if she was hot or not. She wasn't. To you, your standards. Uh,
0: but I'm pretty honest about that.
1: I, I think I so. I give credit. What credit did you? 1 to 10. One to
0: ten. Yeah, 7. A 7? Uh,
1: pretty
0: good. <laughs> I think she has like a body of like a nine. I've done less. We ew, that's so gross. I feel like we shouldn't even be rating women. That's so awful. Uh, it's but very superficial. It's very superficial.
1: Yeah. But we're drinking. And by we, we just I mean, mean it.
0: We just mean it in like lighthearted fun. You're beautiful no matter what you look like. Who truly. I'm talking to women in general you know how many women like have body image issues and stuff like that my gosh we shouldn't be sitting here rating women
1: that's something you know what you're totally a thousand percent right so what i should have said physically where is she at physically you said seven (laughs) i don't know her but there's a lot of fives i'd like to hang out with or that i wouldn't or that i do hang out or whatever the case and so that right. five... With but
0: what's a seven to me might be like a ten to somebody else.
1: To Ryan. Ryan.
0: You're so <laughs> gross. Oh, my god. I'm sorry, dude.
1: It's just too easy. She's throwing softballs out here. No. But I will say, as I get older, the whole looks thing, um, I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah. But, but shit, I just want to hang out with somebody. Right? It's the
0: emotional connection and the intimacy as sure, you get older sure, that matters sure. so much more than any of the physical stuff. Yeah. Because it's that that heightens the physical stuff
1: heightens the physical stuff because it truly does yeah because you're connected. mentally
0: connected yeah absolutely
1: very very true and uh, shit 10 years ago five years ago no different person over here golly i don't think a lot of guys learn that i agree ever
0: ever they're worried about like the arm candy
1: you and... think that's what no i don't I, as a guy i don't think that's what worried about what are you worried, really about? worried about um I think it's just being a man with like, oh, she's very pretty. I I definitely think
0: men are more visual than women.
1: You think? I do. I don't know about that.
0: Most cases, not all. But I do think in most cases, men just tend to be much more visual than women. (sighs) Women.
1: No, I, I would say this. Men are more superficial. How about that?
0: Okay, yeah, you can say it that way. I will say that.
1: Coming down on mankind here, but I'm serious. Like, superficially, I'm physically attracted to you. I want to be with you. Not, let me go through my checklist and make sure you match. And
0: women are very different. They're like, man, he's hot, but.
1: But, yeah, absolutely. Or, he's funny, he's smart, he's got a great job, he, uh, you know, he he wants to have kids.
0: (laughs) But he's kind of an asshole.
1: No, 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 no. But he's got a dad bod. Or something like that.
0: Let me tell you something. A oh, dad hell. bod can be so hot.
1: A dad bod can be hot.
0: Totally hot. Seriously. Oh my gosh. I yes.
1: Good for you, Ryan. Good for you, bud.
0: Stop. <laughs> I told this story to my husband. This is how. I wish he
1: was here right now. I do
0: too. Actually, Stop. I'm sad that he's not. I told this story to my husband. Call him up. Gosh, and I hope no, they they don't hear this because I'd be so embarrassed. I can't tell the story, because I might have to see these people later. There, well, let me see if I can... No, fucking tell the story. No! You can't just leave
1: us on like that. There
0: was a situation that arose at a school event. I yeah. won't say which child. Where a dad had made a comment to his daughter, and I overheard it with one of my other mom friends from the school, and he was not like a great body. He was not like anything you know he wasn't like walking down the street you'd be like damn look at him okay but what he said to her his daughter i'm not gonna say it you can't say they, what he said no
1: oh, because
0: if they listen to this they're gonna know and i don't need them to know and so they they said they were like sorry guys me and her me and my friend my mom friend we looked at each other we were like oh my god that's so hot Wow. Like, and he's not like anything special, but it was just the way he was interacting with his child that really just like rocked our world. And I went home and told my husband
1: about it. That's so funny. <laughs> so you're telling your husband about this guy. That
0: rocked my world that day, yeah.
1: He's bringing you his phone with his girl saying, so Happy yeah. birthday. So you're all even now, right? Yeah.
0: That's
1: right. Like, y'all like fucking Will Smith and Jada Pickett over here. Oh my god! Open relationship shit.
0: I don't know why. No, I'm just not even going to say it. It wasn't an open relationship. You they were separated. separated. I get it. Oh my God. <laughs> I hate that she said that.
1: That's pretty bad. That
0: was pretty bad, but she didn't do anything wrong. They were separated.
1: I believe you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know why it's even news, to be honest. I
0: agree with you. It's nobody's damn business. All right.
1: So he can be friends with people. You can be friends with people. Yeah and it comes
0: down to trust yeah
1: and you had it since day one right
0: day one
1: day one now do you do you give trust in your relationships or friendships right off the bat or do you let them earn it Mm, it it
0: depends it's circumstantial with
1: ryan did you give it to him right off the bat
0: no he had to earn it
1: seriously Mm -hmm. son of a bitch was that was that hard to earn it to earn yeah. it really
0: I was scared
1: oh, Okay no I understand your circumstances could be different
0: It was he earned my trust asshole. very he earned my trust very quickly because of how he treated me When we had our first date like I'll never I was almost offended at the beginning because he I'll never forget he called me he was like so do you want to meet me there or do you want me to come pick you up
1: Oh he gave you the option
0: And I was like excuse you
1: What
0: You're going to come get me Whoa. <laughs> like, there's none of the, But I had been out of the dating game. I didn't even know that that was a thing.
1: To come get her to meet?
0: To meet. Oh. Like.
1: Oh, I set a precedence. Like, <laughs> like
0: the guy, pick, I was like, the guy picks up the girl.
1: Well, not a good, go not a good precedence. And actually, right. Ryan, I'm going to apologize to you, but if I wasn't a cheating, lying asshole, then uh, you probably wouldn't have to. Spend so much time <laughs> earning. <laughs> but no,
0: so he was like, and I, later we talked about it. He was like, well, some girls want the out, you know, they're like, and I just believe like, even if it's a shitty date, you got to suck it up and deal with it the whole time. Like, that's just the way I am. But so he walked me after the date was over. I could tell he was nervous, which was super cute. Is
1: it really? It was When so, guys are nervous, oh it's cute. Oh my
0: gosh, it's so cute. Really? Yeah. Okay. Confidence uh, is great.
1: Guys, write this down.
0: But the dad
1: mods and dad but, bods the, and, uh,
0: but the like, I could tell he was nervous, which made me feel good because I knew I made him feel nervous. That's what? empowering for a woman. What? Yes. Okay. In a way, it kind of makes you feel powerful.
1: Whoa!
0: It does.
1: Okay, it makes you feel powerful. Yeah. All right. I That's think, why it's cute. I, I don't think you're speaking for all womankind.
0: Not all. But, Everybody's it's, different.
1: Yeah. I want to get some comments on this, guys.
0: For go sure. Ahead. Everybody's different. For sure. Yeah. It's some women I might not like it. I don't know. But I think it's cute.
1: To be nervous.
0: Yeah. Confidence grows in time, like, as well, you know? Because there are times now where he comes at me, like, so sternly and just point on, and I'm like, damn.
1: Yeah. There you, you go. You are hot. Yeah. I'm going to leave the army.
0: Anytime that man is fixing something, mm-hmm. What is he fixing? Anything. It don't matter.
1: Yeah, fucking anything,
0: right? Anything. It's, <laughs> it's hot. I y'all, like it.
1: Y'all get in a truck. We're going to Walmart. <laughs> I'm going to get home and I'm going to fix that.
0: Like, I images. like that. Some women like a man in a suit and yeah. like other women like a man who's like rough and rugged.
1: Yeah. You know. I get it. Oh, shit. Well. So
0: it's just different, pers- different strokes for different spokes, okay. right? Okay. But, but... He, at the end of our first date, walked me up to my front door, and he did not, he just hugged me. He didn't try to kiss me. Nothing. Didn't? Nothing. Really? I thought he didn't like me. When he dropped me out, I know, how messed up is that, ladies? The, he, I was still so insecure at the time. He picked me up, took me on this date, I was like, he likes me. He's into me. This is cute, right? In the beginning. In, in the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah, yeah. Then when he dropped me off at home, he didn't kiss me, nothing. Yeah. And I walked into my apartment and was like, he was, I read that totally wrong. He was, he had no interest in me.
1: Ah, so you called your girlfriends up.
0: So I called my girlfriends oh, up. Right. And I was like, he didn't even, no, actually I called my guy friend up, Joe
1: Arrowwood. Motherfucker.
0: And I was like, Joe, cause he was, I had always had this thing for like bad boys. Ryan was the first like nice guy I had oh, ever oh, dated.
1: Was that bad? Never mind. Go ahead. Go no ahead. comment. The
0: but then like I was like Joe, I was like he didn't like me, blah 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 blah, and he was like Tiffany, he's just a nice guy. This is what nice guys do. And I was like, you're full of crap. This isn't what nice guys do. Lo and behold, he called me like two days later and asked me out again. Mm-hmm. And further in our long in our relationship, I was like, you know, how come you didn't like try to kiss me or anything like that? Yeah, what do you say? He was like, because I was just trying to be respectful.
1: Oh my fuck.
0: I was like, damn, you're hot. That's really? Yeah. Son of a
1: bitch. Ryan, you stud. Damn it. So. um. Yeah. Goodness. All right. So he earned your trust. Uh Uh-huh. Over a period of, I mean, when did you decide, like, I trust this guy?
0: When I saw him with his children. What? Yep.
1: Why? What was it about the kids?
0: I'm really big on like body language and like unspoken gestures. Yeah. People can talk a lot of talk. Do they walk the walk? Yeah. So I'm big on action. Yeah. Okay. I, he seemed nice. He seemed great. But I was like, eh, I don't know. He and I met in January. Became official, I guess, in like March. I did not meet his children until May. He did not meet Victoria till May. So we had known each other five months before we met each other's children. I met his children at Artisphere, which is a Greenville event here.
1: Okay.
0: And you can see a connection that somebody has with their kids, like right off the bat. Okay. You can see, like, his gentleness. I could see his gentleness, his tenderness.
1: Okay.
0: His genuine... Care for what was best for his children was like so yeah. apparent to me in that moment, and I was just like, "Wow, this guy really is a good guy."
1: And that's when it was like, "All right,"
0: I was like, "All right." Yeah, you, you can have
1: all the happy birthdays you want. You want. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: No, but it was in that moment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ooh, you ready? Mm. You know me pretty well now. Mm -hmm. I think you know me pretty well back then. Yeah. Would you trust me off the bat right now? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Y'all hear that? I'm getting drunk. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. (laughs) All right. No. Um, No, I appreciate your answer. I really do. Um, don't <clears throat> so, I mean to change anything, I'm just, I wanted
0: your,
1: I wanted your opinion. Um, anyway, I'm of the opinion that, right up front, I'm giving you trust. And, you know, for you, you, you were scarred. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people, women, guys, have been cheated on, had a lot of things that weird happened, and so they go into the next relationship, they carry it along. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, With that said there's a point where you got to be able to release that sure I think I'm really good at Healing and moving on like I I think uh, all right well uh, Because I'm a problem solver. I'm like all right. What's the next move? What do I do here? All right, this is broke. I fix it This is what we do and so I do that with everything I do and in the relationship thing It's hard for people to let those things go personally. I was like all right you guys want to come over Yeah, I know we just got divorced, we fought, and Mm -hmm. you hate me, but let's get past it. Mm -hmm. So that's me personally. I'm able to do that. Um, So I'm going to give you all the trust right up front, and then it's up to you to ruin it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Do you think that's good? Do you think it's healthy? What do you think?
0: I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to that.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I just... Actually, bullshit. I'm going to say I think that's how it should be. I think that's how it should be. A clean slate... Should act like you didn't have any priors, I didn't have any priors, let's get together. I feel
0: like that's what got me into trouble. With? You. Uh,
1: I'm the problem here.
0: No, I mean, no, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. I never in a million years uh, thought yeah. that you would fight me for her, for Victoria. Really? Never.
1: Why? In a
0: million years. Yeah? Because i You knew I was a good mom. Even though I was making some pretty bad decisions at that point. Like, I was a good mom. Yeah. Like, I, I made some bad decisions. That's true. But I... I mean, we wouldn't have had kids if I wasn't well, a good mother. Made, you know what
1: I mean? I made some... And
0: you made some too, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm... What I did was when we first separated, I was giving you money. Mm-hmm. I was giving you what I thought, whatever we agreed on, whatever it was, because I thought, hey, you're a good mom. Um, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to relinquish it. I'm going to. You're going to get custody, and I'll visit. And, that's-
0: and I was young at the time, and when that happened, like, so we were together when we were 16 years old, 17 years old, 16 yeah. or 17. Okay. okay. Now we're getting divorced at what 23.
1: Whatever. Yep. 24 yep. somewhere yep.
0: in there okay ah you sowed your wild oats while we were married
1: <laughs> you own.
0: I did not and so when we got divorced when we separated and stuff like that I was like let me sow my wild oats now Woo! and you did not like that because of what I was doing
1: it wasn't because what it was who doing. I was around no no it wasn't who you were around
0: who I had Victoria around. That's right.
1: Yeah. So, I right. I accepted the fact what you were doing. I knew that in my yeah. mind. Uh, but when I caught It Lynn, was
0: never... And just to be clear with everybody, it was never like drugs and stuff like that. And it was never anything like that that she was around. It was nothing like that. Never.
1: Okay. So, I caught when that uh, character was around. Right, yeah. And that's I when should I should
0: not have been dating the guy that I was dating.
1: Okay. Yeah. And that's when I put my battle hat on and right. decided I need... At any means necessary and uh, fought for custody.
0: And at that time, right. And at that time, you got to remember, you were not involved as a dad. And I never in a million years mm-hmm. thought, because I've always felt like you knew I was just going through whatever that phase was that I um, went through. I
1: was going to accept that.
0: I never thought that you would fight me like you did. And then when things changed, when that happened, like yeah. when the court was like, no. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, I got my shit together that quick.
1: No bullshit. They they had to slap you on the wrist twice. Guardian item? Yeah, bullshit. They said stay away from that dude. And you didn't.
0: Yeah, I know. They gave me a warning. I was like, they're not gonna do anything. There's crackhead moms out there that keep their kid. And what'd you do? I was still around the guy.
1: And what happened? You know what I'm saying? That's That's what what I'm
0: saying. That yeah, I'm agreeing with you. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we're we're, I think we're saying the same thing two different ways. They warned me not to be around the person that I was around. I was still around them anyway because I was in that phase like,
1: nobody's going to tell me what to do. Okay. You know what I mean? Your mom did though.
0: I, my mom told me. My dad told me. Uh. My brother told me. And I was like, these people don't know anything. Yeah. I thought I knew everything. Yeah. I was dumb. I was young and dumb and naive as can be. Naive as can be.
1: Right. Yeah, I got you.
0: As soon as they were like, because what they did was they stripped me of my parental rights. Yeah. All of them. That day that that happened, I got my shit together. And I, cause I could not believe that was happening.
1: Let me ask you this. Is that when you got rid of him? Yeah. Or did it take?
0: No. That. It was that moment. When that happened, I was like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah. Did you see This is
0: real. It was that moment when it was... was real. Yeah. Cause before then it wasn't real to me. Okay. I never thought that anything, cause I was providing for her. It was truly about like his character and stuff that he had done in his past that was she was being around now. And so I was like, they're not going to fault me mm-hmm. for that. What I didn't realize was that was being looked at as like my character too. Like my judgment was coming into question. I didn't see it that way at the time. When they took her, like when they stripped me of my parental rights, yeah. that was when I was like... Oh my God, this is real. That moment was when it got real for me. They reinstated them, you know, like because yeah. then time, what happened was they took them. Time had to pass. They saw that I wasn't around the guy anymore. They this guy reinstated. Was, this them. guy was a
1: real piece of shit.
0: He was a piece of work. Yeah.
1: Piece of work. Piece of shit. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> you don't have to say that. But um, and I knew it. And I've got this thing that I've gotten better and better at. It's called patience. Not real good at it, but I had to sit there and watch and listen. Yeah. I had two private detectives. I had. Yeah. I was personally. You don't know this. I went and got night vision. (laughs) Oh! That's so weird! You know why that's weird? (laughs) Why? Well, I got custody, though, right? Because I had to get footage of that dude doing things and whatever.
0: All they had was him coming and going from my apartment.
1: How do you think that happened? How do you think that happened?
0: It was either you or the private detective, one yeah, of them.
1: We'll leave it at that. So we had to get all that information. And, and man, it was just so wearing to, yeah. for year whatever, to, whatever it was, to get all that stuff. Uh, let me back up. Um, as a man, as a woman, as a person, you have to have lines in the sand. Uh, what you're willing to fight for, what you're willing to die for, even. My biggest fear, uh, I, got, I got a few. Other than regrets, it's tornadoes at night. Oh my god! Hey, come on, fuck it. That's scary as shit. You can't see them coming. Okay. And prison. At night. Prison. prison. <laughs> yeah, prison. Because I feel like that's a real thing that could happen real quick. Um, you know, for instance, you, you can have a you're you're in a car rage. You get out and you punch a guy.
0: Mm-hmm. You're in jail. Yeah.
1: You can't just punch somebody. You know, right, yeah. You're, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, like, going through all that uh, was pretty stressful um, because I felt very on edge. I had to be patient to be able to do all that stuff. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to fight you at all. I didn't want to go through any of that shit. Mm-hmm. I thought that, hey, this is going to be a cordial whatever. We had no assets. We had no money to fight over. Right. 23, 24, whatever it was. I did think you are a good mom. Now this knuckleheads, and it just totally threw me...
0: Well, and you even said that in court, because I remember you being on the stand and going, this is so out of character for her. You said those words. Okay. You were like, this is so out of character for her. And I remember watching you say that, mm-hmm. and thinking in my head, he just said that this is out of character for me. This is not my normal behavior. Surely they're not going to take her, you know?
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> but that's the way I, like... That was how my brain was processing it. I can tell you right now, I would never in a million years make those same mistakes. Now no, not learned at this point. Them. Yeah. I learned from Yeah, I get
1: it. Not in a million years would you think that would happen. No, gosh, um, no. So what you went through was like a phase. Was it like? You know, it was a little.
0: It was a phase, and it was also a rebellion. A rebellion. I was never a rebellious kid. Right. I was always put together. I did what my parents told me. I did what made them proud and made them happy. Like. I was everybody's ray of sunshine. And so, when I finally got my first dose of independence, I was like, fuck him, fuck them, I'm doing what I want.
1: She's fired up right now.
0: And it backfired horribly because my family was telling me, you are getting out of control. And I was like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Look at everything he's done in the past.
1: In the past. Exactly. Versus what I was... Exactly.
0: Exactly. My brain was not working. Like, I was so consumed by anger. Really? Yeah. I anger was... brought you to him? Yeah.
1: Okay. I get I get that. But, yeah. But anger brought you to, um, I guess, risking...
0: I never realized... Even was... though they
1: fucking told you. Even
0: though they told me. Even though they told me. It's like telling... It was like, it's kind of like, you know how you can tell an alcoholic they have a problem and they're like, no, I don't. I can handle it. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: It was like that. I was in that mindset. I was like, I don't have a problem. Like this isn't a judgment issue. I've got great judgment. When have I ever had bad judgment? Show me when I have ever had bad judgment. Never. Because up until that moment, (laughs) (laughs) no, but seriously though, up until that moment, I'm sure it's probably hard for you to even pinpoint a time that I had some bad judgment.
1: No, I can tell that it was a... Fa- I can tell. Why? Right. But it still wasn't a healthy phase. Exactly. And so I thought that, hell, if the private detective is not going to... Because, like I said, you have to have man, woman, whatever. you got to have shit you're going to stand for and shit you're going to die for. And I joined the military and, you know, there are things that we're willing to fight for. And I mean... And I don't mean just, uh, hey, we shouldn't do that. I mean, fucking physically, I'm going to die doing this and the country is one of them my daughter is the first
0: yeah what i think though too i think a lot of people if they're listening to this are going to be surprised at like how open i am about it like and how i'm willing to like speak about it like and this is going to sound weird at first but i'm not ashamed of it like it was a regret that I held on to for You're a long not ashamed. time. You're not ashamed of getting with that dude? Well, maybe that's the wrong word. I, I guess I am kind of ashamed with it of it. I don't regret it. I don't know. How, how am I trying to word this? I, if I could go back and take it back, would I? Sure, absolutely, because I would have wanted her. But But at the same time, good came from it. And I truly do believe, like, not to get too biblical, but like, God has a plan, and God knew that was going to happen. Biblical? That's not
1: biblical enough. No, it is a plan. Yes. God I has
0: a plan. He knew it was going to happen. He knew what was going to take place before it ever took place. And I truly, truly believe that had that stuff not happened, you would not have been as involved as you are. I agree. And that is the good that came from it. I truly feel like the good that came from that is the relationship you have with her. Me and her had that already and we still have it till this day. Okay. Because you weren't as involved in the beginning, you needed time with her to develop that.
1: And and that was a way. I get that's the plan. And on top of that, I didn't grudge and I didn't power right. trip and And I, I forgave to, myself. Wonderful. And then the same thing with respect and you're respecting yourself. And yeah. So it, it worked out. How did it work out? I mean I really Um, it could have ended so many other different ways. Yeah. When I say ended, it's not over shit. She's 13. Um, I mean, it, it it could, that whole divorce process could have ended a lot differently.
0: I think if it, the roles were reversed Mm -hmm. and it was the man that did what I did and the woman had custody of the kid, a lot of women go, he can't be trusted. A lot of women look at that and be like, he did this 10 years ago. He can't be trusted. How do you know he's not going to do it again? Wow,
1: I think you're right.
0: I I think so,
1: too. I think it happens all the time. I do. And I think I do. fighting over it.
0: People hold grudges. You have to forgive yourself, and you have to forgive each other. There was a lot of shit that you did wrong in our marriage, and I forgave you for that. Like what? You lied to me? You cheated on me? My God, are you kidding me?
1: Did I set myself up for
0: this? I found out you cheated on me. Uh-huh. I was 14 weeks pregnant. Uh huh. Two weeks later, you deployed with her for eight months.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, that sucked.
1: Yeah, what a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> like, that was fucked up. <laughs> and I stayed with you and I supported you and I was so committed to our family. I was like, we can get through anything. If I just fight hard enough, we can get through anything. And what I learned. Was that once that trust is broken? After trying to fight through it, what I learned about myself is that if that trust is ever broken, I can't get past it. That's a line for me. Say it
1: again. Say it again for these guys.
0: If that trust gets broken,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I can never get past it.
1: And I'll tell you this: after getting caught uh, cheating and lying and all that, all that, and still having the grace of your your significant other. Uh, accept you back and be willing to work through it. Um, I want you to know you're going to deal with some shit, and okay? <laughs> it's your turn to have patience. And you're gonna—I don't—you're gonna spend a lifetime uh, dealing with it. Then, I, if it's—if it—it's probably worth it because uh, you married that person. Then you better fucking man up, woman up, and deal with it because you—you did something, and you have to live through that. Mm-hmm. That's you, you're going to spend some time paying the consequences. And so there's going to be some tough times where they're going to question things and you went through some shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna, we're going to be in the same house and phone dings or something comes up. And, you know, I had to pay the price. And I understood that. Mm-hmm. And that could be overwhelming. You know, let's say, all right, I'm clean now. Let's say I, I'm, I'm done. Whatever happened it was an accident or whatever the fuck. You... You uh, forgave me. Now we're moving on. I know that I'm gonna have to pay for this shit. I mm-hmm. will tell you what, right now, I will. There is no fucking way that I will do those things again. It's mm-hmm. not fucking worth it. I'm so open right now uh, and loyal that I would not do those things, um, knowing the consequences I have to pay. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but for any god fearing man, uh, other than prison, my other biggest fear is regret. Um, You don't know the regret I live with knowing I did those things 20 years ago, 15 years ago. So I look back on those things, and I can tell you right now that it's like it was never, ever, ever worth it. And I'm not going to put blame on anything. I really am not. But um, do the right thing always matters. And uh, knowing you fucked up and owning it, not only owning it, but then being self-aware and then fixing it and never happening again. Man, I am now is because of the whether bullshit. it's
0: cheating or making bad choices with your children, whatever it money, is, whatever. that is the money. Exactly, it's the same thing.
1: Don't don't repeat the same fucking mistakes, you yeah. retards. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that. No, I can't say it. You can't say fucking retards, Apparently, um, so anyway, be self aware. Don't make the same mistakes. You make it to another relationship. Um, just know what got you to that situation. And um, I'll say that So I, Again So you made some bad decisions uh, Flippid stuff um,
0: And got my shit together Real quick After shit,
1: it got real Got your shit together um, And
0: then Ironically Met a man whose children Were in an unhealthy environment
1: Yeah wow. What I learned wow.
0: And I thank you In a way For this because what I went through... I'm
1: responsible for you and Ryan. I'm No. You need to thank me. No. Ryan.
0: Stop. The... <laughs> going through what we went through in our divorce was the most miserable thing I think I've probably ever been through. Aside from losing my dad. Ooh. Like, losing my dad probably was number one because you can't fix death. And I always felt like even though I messed things up, like I could eventually fix them over right, time. right. But... It was the most, I have never felt so inadequate, so invaluable, I felt worthless, I felt like nothing when I went through all of that.
1: At, At what point?
0: When they took her from me.
1: When they took her from you is when you just felt rock bottom.
0: Rock bottom.
1: I'm changing shit. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that it takes something fucking crazy. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. It's 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 that's so natural for everybody.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, like I thank God for it because I'm like, damn, because I know what rock bottom is. I will never be there ever Mm. again. I get it. So then I meet a wonderful man who has these amazing children. Hold on,
1: hold on. We're gonna drop a bomb on you real quick. Rock bottom. You know what rock bottom is? You ready? Mm. You ain't ready for this. And I'm drunk enough to say it. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Rock bottom is fighting for something for two and a half years. And not... You know, I'm fighting for my custody and my daughter. I know I need to get her. And it's not working out. The guardian lied Things are happening. Things aren't happening. All this money. I lied on a credit card to get $30,000 to, to fucking pay for shit. Um, never... Asked anybody for money, but I lied on credit cards, had no money, and I was 120 fucking pounds, couldn't eat, couldn't do shit, and I just didn't see anything going in my way, and I was doing my best to work, um, and I was rock bottom. That was rock bottom for me, is when the most important thing in my life was around somebody, and all I could think about every day, because I had a GPS on yours and his vehicle, Mm -hmm. Scooter, he had, he drove a scooter, fucking loser. He had a truck. He had a truck that he kept getting fucking. He had two DUIs. Yeah, bullshit. He was a piece of shit, and I was willing to do anything. I climbed through woods, poison ivy to get fucking footage. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. And there was one time that I couldn't take it anymore. Done. Rock right bottom. Fuck this. Two and a half years. They're not giving me custody. If they're not going to give it to me, she's still not going to be around this guy. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him, and I'm going to shoot him.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So I grabbed a gun, my bottle of Jack Daniels. No. Yeah, I drank half of it. I'm driving to your house.
0: Stop it.
1: You Ready? I get a call at 8 p.m. from my attorney. On a Friday night, he called me up and said, hey, you got custody. Gonna pick her up Monday. I pulled over and cried. <laughs> what are you shaking your mm. head for?
0: I just think about like it takes me back to that time and I'm like, gosh, those were such horrible times.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you want to die for? Mm. I was I was that was it. Didn't no consequence nothing mattered. Except her.
0: Yeah. I was that's that's horrible. Yeah. At that time, for me, I felt so ashamed that I was that naive and that stupid mm-hmm. to think that they would not have, like, done that, you, you, to think that they would have taken her, you know what I mean? When, because I never got a phone call. I found out in the mail. Oh, really? Yeah. Mail? Mail. They mailed me
1: the results. The guardian letter.
0: Because what happened was, oh, cause you didn't I, I didn't have an mind. attorney. Oh, I had shit. no money. Yeah. So I was broke as a joke, and I'll never forget on Halloween that year, you asked me to come trick-or-treating with her. I had no gas in my tank. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, how am I going to do this? I remember taking groceries back to Walmart, so they gave me cash back. I feel bad. So I could put gas in my car <sighs> to go trick-or-treating with her.
1: You know how bad it felt to, like, I had to hurt you financially? No, I know. Financially. I know. That's how this divorce court thing... That's
0: how it works, yeah. Most money wins. That's right. And you had it. I didn't. Fuck. And I... For me, like, I felt so worthless.
1: At that point? When they took it?
0: When they took her. Yeah. When I had no money, I was like, I'm afraid I'm going to be evicted. Like, how am I going to provide you for were my evicted. daughter? Twice. Twice. You I was evicted twice.
1: Car repoed.
0: I had my car repoed. Twice.
1: I don't feel good about <laughs> that. I did that.
0: No, I know. <laughs> Which is... I Oh, yes, I know. But uh, that's my point, guys. Like, you fucked me royally.
1: Had to. Had to. Yeah, I didn't want to. You believed
0: that you had to. and no, I, I knew no, I No, okay. But I forgave you for all of that, and you forgave me in my part for it. That's what this comes back to. And how... We were, guys, this is some crazy shit that we went through, and it was tough, and it was hard, and it was brutal. He almost killed somebody.
1: Brent almost killed a guy. (laughs)
0: Like, my goodness.
1: We're my Anchorman fans.
0: I, like, you're right, it doesn't get any lower than that. And you are able, if we can forgive each other for that stuff like i think anybody has the power to forgive yeah that
1: was some shitty
0: shit that was some really shitty shit and now we're sitting here in your basement talking about it getting hammered
1: well i'm getting hammered
0: i'm not drinking at all the now we're sitting here talking about it like face to face yeah if you would have asked us if this ever would have happened like 10 years
1: ago seven years ago
0: the (laughs) (laughs) ha ha yes you can tell the jack is starting to work He's giggling. Still um, giggling.
1: I haven't drank Jack in a while.
0: It never, it, you never, we never would have thought we would have gotten to the point that we're at now. It took a lot of pain, a lot of yeah, suffering, and a lot of forgiveness. The
1: common thing was, or is, is Victoria. Yeah. So if you got kids, quit being assholes, get along. You have to. Um, don't kill nobody. Um, and don't do the power trip. Power trip thing is the probably the most prevalent thing. I would think. Would you agree? Yeah. The power trip. And I think a lot of women do it. Control
0: women do do it because they're like... The court's like, oh, the mom gets... Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's not just me thinking that? No, it's true. I think a lot of women do that.
0: I think it's softened up a lot, you know, over probably... Softened, okay. Like where I do feel like father's rights and stuff like that have become more prevalent probably in the last like 15 years or so, 10 to 15 years. Than they were like historically in the past because like I said before... In my mind, when we were going through our stuff, I was like, they're never going to take her from me. Crackhead moms keep their babies, you know? And that isn't the case now. It works very differently now than I think, like, how it's made out to be in, like, movies and stuff like that. That's not the real world.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very, very different. And until you go through it, you don't realize it. And I think that parents in general, sometimes it's... Mostly it's the women, unfortunately. I will say that. But I think sometimes, too, the men... They put these power trips like, you're not going to do this, or I'm not going to let you see the kid, or this, that, and the because other. Because they're
1: sore. They're salty Because they're something. sore.
0: They are salty, and it's about their feelings, and that's where I credit my husband. I come back to a, that moment when he was like, it's not about you. I didn't want to come because I didn't want to be around you. I did not want to come to your celebration because I did not want to have to look at you. I would, I hated you. Disgusted. I was so disgusted with yeah. you. Yeah. And my husband was the one that was like, you have to. Yeah, you see, have they, to face it. Yeah, John
1: seems like a cool guy.
0: Not what he said it's at all.
1: Exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're going to wrap this up. Um, we have
0: talked way too long.
1: Yeah, big, what's the matter? He's, oh, yeah. I got you. Uh, it's not, oh It's 8.30. Gosh. Holy cow. Five. All right, well, who gets Victoria this weekend? We're Me. Bullshit. going to fight
0: over
1: <laughs> Um, and you know what and with the custody thing it's not even an issue anymore if Victoria wants to go over to her mom she goes over to mom's if she wants to come here I mean yeah. that's what how we do this um, and we share it just be fucking reasonable
0: we're both very committed parents to our
1: children to, to Victoria um, so when you get to a point you should be able to do that after your divorce or separation or whatever that's fair. whatever's fair to the kid guys really that's what it comes down to but all right I'm going to wrap this up. What I do want to say is I'm going to tag, I'm going to put on Instagram, uh, Tiffany Trunell. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tag her. Uh, if you guys have any questions, um, you can get a hold of her. You can DM her. You can DM myself on Instagram. Send me a message. Comment on this here. Um, we're doing this, and I've said this before, guys. I'm doing this to help people. We're underneath the personal development Um Section on iTunes, and um, I want to be able to give back. Uh, Tiffany wants to be able to give back. Anybody I put on this show is going to want to give back. And so that's, that's what this is about. So we want to help people. Uh, hopefully, this has been helpful. Any critique, all critique, let me know. What do you got to add? What do you got to close with? I
0: was just going to say, Tell yeah, reach, reach out if anybody has questions. I'll always help anybody, but just keep your hate mail to yourself.
1: <laughs> oh, hate mail? No, nah, take it. <laughs> Give
0: it to yourself. My
1: goodness. All right. Wrap it up, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully this helps helps people. Uh, You want a drink?
0: No, I'm hot. I'm getting air air conditioning. It's hot down here.
1: I'm going to make another drink. We'll see you all next week or whenever the hell I post. Love you. Bye.